0: Yo, minasan, konnichiwa. Welcome to Little Living in Japan. I'm your host, Ninja Eddie. Now check it out. Today we're gonna talk about something that I discovered just recently. As you all know, yesterday was Christmas, and I hope you all had a fantastic day. There's something I forgot to mention the other day about uh, Christmas in Japan. Christmas is not really celebrated in Japan. You know, and it's not really traditionally associated with you know. Spending time with family and goodwill as they do in the West. But it's more like the flashing lights, Kentucky Fried Chicken and a romantic evening with a special someone. So that is what is associated in Japan with Christmas. Funny thing was, there was a survey that was conducted about this matter and what they found out is that many people wanted a romantic evening on this day. What's interesting about the whole situation is that back in the 1930s, the media played a major role in why the Japanese seek romance during the holiday season. So what they did was to make the economy stronger, the newspaper and other mass media began to paint the perfect picture of what a Christmas Eve or Christmas Day dinner should look like. So what they did is set up a, that this was a perfect opportunity to have a romantic dinner with your lover. And obviously this was a perfect business opportunity for hotels and stores, you know, all of them, they all were into this idea because obviously this would generate more revenue for their business. And then in the eighties, they developed a dating system that has been very popular that still today, it's like a matchmaking, venue like a matchmaking event so what happens is you and your friend come to this place where they will match you and your friend with another pair you know of the opposite sex you could sit there and talk as long as you want but if you wish to rotate or go to another table because you know the conversation is boring or there is no chemistry you just tell the staff and they move you and you go to the next table and pretty much that's the whole night. You just rotate, rotate, rotate until maybe you find the one you were looking for if you're fortunate enough. That's a pretty crazy idea, but sounds like fun if you're single. To all my single people out there, would you participate in such an event? Please send me an email at livinglavida in japan at gmail.com or shoot me a voice message directly on this podcast. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Also, what did you get for Christmas? Did you get any good presents? What I got this year was a NJPW hoodie, that was pretty awesome. NJPW is New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is funny enough because I used to watch wrestling as a kid growing up. I I watched WWF, well now it's WWE and NWA and WCW and WCCW and all these different organizations because I was really into wrestling when I was a kid. Then when I hit my teenage years, I sort of grew out of it and I stopped watching. And you know, I watched here and there, you know, when I got older, but I wasn't really into the whole drama until I moved to Japan, when I discovered NJPW, and I've been a fan since uh, two years already. I want to say two years I've been a hardcore NJPW fan. I've been following, you know, everything, and I'm so excited in. About a week and a half, or actually I should say a week, it's going to be Wrestle Kingdom. And I can't wait. I'm going to watch that event. I will talk more about Wrestle Kingdom NJPW in a different podcast. But anyhow, switching gears a little bit, I also found out that a few days ago, maybe last week, they opened a Pokemon store in Tokyo, which is pretty crazy. I mean, they've opened up a lot of uh, Pokemon centers, but this one... Is the actual first Pokemon store to ever exist. Which is pretty crazy because I don't know if you play Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go. And if you play Pokemon Go, this is a good place to go to Tokyo to check it out. So apparently, besides you know, the you know, the retail what they sell, you know, caps, sweaters and hats and whatever and whatnot, you know, it's also a place to do to make friends internationally because a lot of people you know when you're trying to make friends in terms of the game you have to make friends it's very hard you know to make friends if you don't go out and talk to people so the store is used as a negotiating table if you want to trade or you want some kind of Pokemon that you're looking for you know you could give them your information and then they could give you in contact with someone that's looking to trade for that Pokemon so I mean this is a good way to complete your Pokédex and catch all the Pokémon you want. You know, I will never forget when I first played Pokémon GO, I actually moved to Japan and Pokémon GO started literally. My first week of training is when I downloaded the Pokémon GO app. The funny thing was that it was live in the US. It was still not live in Japan. So, I was really disappointed because when I came to Japan, I had my US cell so my system was you know all us based so i could download the game if you were in japan you couldn't download the game yet because it wasn't available to you so when i got to japan i downloaded it you know off the google play store and then when i downloaded it i caught my starter pokemon and then i was trying to catch other pokemon the funny thing was that there it wasn't live yet in japan so there was nothing to catch so i didn't know this at the time because I didn't, you know, do research or anything like that. I just was seeing Facebook, you know, posts of my friends, oh, I caught this, I caught that. So I was like, wow, let me give it a try. So when I downloaded the app, I was looking for Pokemon and there was nothing on the screen, not, nothing showing up. So I remember I was really disappointed. I'm like, wow, is it really this hard to catch Pokemon? I, I until I, uh, maybe a day later, I found out that it wasn't live in Japan yet. So that's when I said, oh, okay. So I think... Maybe I want to say two or three weeks passed by and then it finally went live and then you know I've been playing ever since but I remember when it was first brand new in Japan I remember Even on us everyone was playing it. I remember everyone is posting pictures of Whatever accomplishment they did or whatever they call I remember it was so much on fire. I will never forget when i would walk with my girlfriend we would walk down the street in the street malls or just the mall or even the park everyone was playing pokemon go i remember everyone i mean people were just crazy about it you know now three years later you know not everyone's playing it like they used to but you know it still has a loyal following but i you know i I will never forget the first crazy phase and all my friends actually that I made in Japan when I first moved here, they all played it. Now I'm the only one that plays it. I mean, they don't play it at all, so they just gave up on it because, you know, going up the rankings it takes a lot of patience and a lot of time. And I remember when I started, I was always the one at the bottom of the tot- totem pole because all my friends were all into it, so they would play it all the time, so their levels were really high, and mine was always the lowest. And now, obviously, I'm since they quit. I'm already at level 37. Hopefully, I'll hit level 40 one day. I mean, I play it when I go jogging or when I have some free time in the mall or something. But I know there's crazy people out there that play like 6-8 hours every day. I mean, if I played that much every day, I definitely would hit level 40 in no time. Anyhow, that is all for today. You've been listening to Living La Vida in Japan. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to my podcast. Please share my podcast. I will talk to you all later. Hasta luego. Matane.